Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Obviously, you can get stronger by being in the weight room. You know, you can increase power by being in the weight room. Some of the other stuff, I don't know about if you, how much faster you can get if all you do is lift weights. You know, I don't know how in shape you can get if you don't practice football. As we hit mid-February and start to see a little more sun and milder weather, utilizing field work and our strength and conditioning program begins to prepare our team to get back onto the field and developing some general skills that will translate to game day. Scott Leach is a strength and conditioning coach at Rhode Island, and in his presentation from the 2023 Lawrence First and Gold Clinic, he shared his philosophy and approach to utilizing field work to prepare his team. In this segment, he explains why it's important to incorporate this type of work into your off-season program, and he shares how this work is done with the example of the skill of acceleration that is something that he feels can only be developed on the field. This entire presentation is available as part of the 2023 Lawrence First and Gold Clinic Premium Pass right now. The pass gives you your ticket to the 2024 clinic and a year of replays plus access to all the 2023 presentations right up to the kickoff of the clinic on February 29th. Get your individual pass or bring the whole staff and save. The link is in the show notes. Here's Coach Leach on off-season strength and conditioning field work. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. 
Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. You know, when it comes to this field work stuff, right? And this is the emphasis is SNC field work. You know, one thing I thought about it, and I read this from the book, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. Great book if you haven't read it, but in it, he talks about the story, you know, Hercules at the crossroads. And, you know, there he is right in the middle. And uh, he's at this crossroads and it's it's two ladies. One is vice right? The easy way, the, the simple life, glory and food and soft and comfortable, right? And then there's virtue, right? And she's pointing at this road and it's long and it's argue, uh, daunting, you could say, and, and it's full of hard work and labor, but the rewards at the end of that road are worth so much more. So, you know, I've kind of thought about this with my own training and, and putting a program together. And one area that I struggled with is that field work stuff, right? I grew up in the weight room as a kid. I had a, a gym in my basement. I got after it. And that stuff's always been easy to figure out how many sets and reps, what exercises to do, things like that. But the stuff you do on the field, I think matters so much more. It's a little bit harder, right? The road is not as easy to figure out how to, to plan and program and, and coordinate that stuff. But I think when you spend the time and you put in the work and you travel this road of trying to be a better coach, the reward is so much better than taking the easy way and just saying, I'm comfortable. I know how to program. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep doing the stuff in the weight room. So I've challenged myself to take this road to ignore the vice and, and stick to the virtuous road, you know, and every day it's a little bit closer, closer to the mountaintop. All right. So a couple inspirations and a couple of people I want to thank for, a lot of the ideas and, and how I've grown, right? I was able this past winter break to meet Tony Haller for the first time. And I know a lot of high school and, and you know, even college coaches these days know about Tony Haller as the feed the cats guy, the guy who doesn't do conditioning, right? He only does speed work, a lot of rest days, things like that. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't 100% believe in it, right? I'm like, I don't, you know, some of the stuff I agreed with, rank, record, publish. If you're familiar with Tony, I think that's a great concept. But some of the other stuff, like, man, you got to do, you got to do some gassers. You got to do some conditioning and things like that. And, and, you know, you know what? He challenged me on that. And I'm going to show you today. There's, there's not a gasser. There's not a uh, tempo run. There's not any striders in this program. Um, and that's a testament to Tony. And I think it's made our team better this year. Michael Gregg in the middle is uh, the head strength coach down at Harding University down in Texas. He's a phenomenal coach that goes completely under the radar. I've stolen so much of his content that he puts out there. He is a really good coach and, and, you know, I'm surprised he's still there. I bet Harding's doing a very good job to keep him there because they should be if they're not. Phenomenal coach and I steal a lot from him. And then uh, Joey G, who actually had a presentation, I think, two days ago or yesterday. I, I'm not sure what day, but he presented on culture, I believe. And, uh, you know, his staff does a phenomenal job. And I know it's a team effort, right? And I'll talk about my team at the end, but it's a team effort to get that done. So not only him and his ideas, but everyone that he has on staff that helps execute that. Um, I still a lot of ideas from them in terms of how they do their field work. You know, when we talk about this field work, you know, the, the first thing you have to do is work backwards. What is a football player? You know, what are words, what are adjectives that describe what you're looking for, right? It's fast, it's powerful, it's explosive, strong, no doubt, in shape, 
Those are all things that you can get done through field work in the off season. You know, some of those things for sure. Obviously, you can get stronger by being in the weight room. You know, you can increase power by being in the weight room. Some of the other stuff, I don't know about if you, how much faster you can get if all you do is lift weights. You know, I don't know how in shape you can get if you don't practice football. So, you know, the weight room has its needs. It has its purpose. But the field work again, again, again is the priority, I think. And it's it's taken a while for me to shift my mindset like that. And I'm hoping you guys can shift yours as well. The other side of the coin, right? We talk about off-season is, is about developing culture. It's about building players. It's about taking them to another level. When we think about football players, it's about being competitive. It's about being tough. It's about being resilient, disciplined, and passionate. So um, when we think about an off-season football player, yes, some of these things can be developed in the weight room. Don't get me wrong, right? I think you can do competitive things in the weight room. I think you can build discipline and passion, right, through lifting. But I think if you only had the field or if you only had the weight room, I think more of this can get accomplished on the field. But this is kind of the thought process, right? When we start to build our field work is, is what are the outputs and what are the habits that your off-season builds, right? That's the question you're trying to ask. And I stole this directly from Joey Grasso, this circle of priorities, right? And we start on the outside with general capacities. And that includes things like your max strength, your reactive strength or your elasticity, your rate of force development, your power production, and your endurance. Those are all just general capacities. You can increase that over time. A lot of those things can be done in the weight room for sure, right? Obviously, max strength, rate of force development, even reactive strength and muscular endurance can be developed in the weight room. So I'm not denying that. But a lot of these things can also be developed on the field. But where we start to see the weight room can't accomplish is these next couple circles, right? The general skills and those general skills being the big four being acceleration, deceleration, max velocity and change of direction. Weightlifting and strength training can improve these aspects, right? They go hand in hand. You can't only do field work. You can't only do weight room work, but you need to develop these general skills. It takes practice and it takes a direct focus. So we'll talk about each of those and how I set those up in our off-season field work to address those general skills. The next circle in is specific skills, right? So that's blocking, that's tackling, that's tracking. He uses elusiveness. I call it creating space or closing space, right? If I'm an offensive player, I'm trying to create space and get open. If I'm a defender, I'm trying to close that space off. And then I consider contact prep to be a specific skill as well. So something that we can work on in the off-season, if you follow me on Twitter at all, I'm always posting things about contact prep and I'm trying to put it out there as a little bit more of a common thing, but it's a skill you need to work on in the off season. You can't wait. You know, if your last game is Thanksgiving or your last game is in November, you can't wait until March to decide to, you know, put pads on and collide into each other. I think that's a skill you need to work on and you need to practice in the off season to bridge that gap. And then lastly, in the middle of all this is your sports skills. So you can work on all of those outside things for sure, but if it doesn't improve your sports skills in the middle, then it's not really worth your time, right? So connecting your sports skills to these general skills or these specific skills, or even taking your general capacities, right? If I get stronger, I need to also make sure it's improving my sports skills. We know a lot of those really strong weight room guys that can never convert it onto the field. And part of that is they don't work on these other things, the general skills, the specific skills to link it to their sports skills. The other kind of slide here, and this is 
me taking a picture of Tony's presentation that he put together. So if Tony ever sees this, it's pretty funny that, you know, I'm just stealing his presentation, but I love this picture. And I don't know what team this is that's doing conditioning, but this is what really got in my head. He said, these are good athletes. And don't get me wrong. They look like good athletes, but they're developing bad sprint habits. And you're right. Like you look at these guys and it's like, do any of these guys look like dominant football players running and finishing with authority? You know, is this what you want your team to look like when they run on and off the field? No, I want my team to look powerful, right? I want my team to look more like this. I want my guys to accelerate with great knee drive, arm action, awesome forward posture, forward lean. I want my starting running back or starting quarterback who's going for a first down to ice this game for the win to look like he's at top you know, max velocity mechanics. And, and we talk about contact prep. This is what I want. I want to see a clamp that I know this guy is not getting out of. Right. And, and these are postures. These are positions that we're trying to build in the off season. You know, when you do gassers, when you do tempo runs, when you do striders, unless you're coaching the crap out of the technique during them, you're allowing this to happen. You're allowing bad habits to happen. Um, so that was part of the reason that we said, you know what, no more gassers, no more tempo runs, no more striders and things like that, because those aren't habits we want to have. If it doesn't look like this, this or this, it probably doesn't belong in our offseason. Again, I, I, you know, I will wait and see, right? We're only one week into our spring ball practices, but I like to think that we're in better shape than we've ever been before. And part of it is putting them in these positions that honestly, they're going to end up just playing. In. So We'll take it step by step, right? We'll use this circle. We'll start on the outside. And like I said, we're not going to worry about max strength. We're not going to worry about rate of force development. That's a weight room presentation for a different day. Um, we're going to start with the first circle being general skills. And we're going to work our way in. Like I said, this is how we set it up in our off season. These are the things that we try to address. And I'll kind of show you step by step. So acceleration for us, some ideas that we keep in mind when we think about developing and building acceleration, we go from a short to long approach. And what that looks like in practice, it might even be the first three steps. I might, for the first week or two, I won't tell them, hey, you know, we're going five yards here on an acceleration or 10 yards. I might just say, hey, we're going three powerful steps to start. Over time, we'll build that distance out. So we're going to accelerate over 10 yards. We're going to accelerate over 15. We're going to try and, you know, at our peak, we might build out an acceleration to about 20 yards. In general, with our football players at that point, you know, we're should be and most likely is, especially some of our less developed athletes, we're getting into top end speed at that point. So at that point, you know, you're not going to accelerate 25 or 30 yards, but somewhere between five and 20 yards is, is what we're working with. The other thing that we'll do is we'll go from a slow to fast approach. And what I mean by that is every acceleration we do is hard. Don't get me wrong, right? We're trying to be powerful, we're trying to put force in the ground, trying to push, whether it's three hard steps or five yards or 10 yards or 20. But ways to slow that athlete down will limit the speed they get up to and ultimately will put them in a safer situation, especially at the start of the offseason, coming back from a winter break where they may not have run for a while. What that'll look like for us, we might start with band resisted accelerations. Personally, I just think our kids pull those bands back harder than some of our weighted or resisted accelerations that we can set up. Now, if we had sleds with plate loaded, I think it might be a different story. And you'll see an example of what our resisted sprints look like. But we'll go with the heaviest resistance first, work our way to a lightest or lighter resistance, and then we'll get into free accelerations. 
we might even play around with and we did this um, at the tail end of our offseason here of contrasted accelerations so we might do one rep of resisted sprints and then we'll go into another rep of unresisted sprints to give them that feeling of okay you're not getting you're not dragging x amount of weight anymore really take off really push really expand those three hard steps and let's accelerate over five to ten yards the last thing we'll do is we'll go from a simple drill and people are quick to go to a complex drill. No, it's simple to simple. I think with acceleration, there's not a lot to it, <laughs> right? It's the first three steps. It's the first five steps. You can't overcomplicate it. If you try and make the drill too fancy or too complicated, you're going to lose kids and you're going to lose the purpose of the drill, which is being as violent as you can for those first three to five steps. How that'll look, though, we'll start with planned drills. So it'll be on my cadence. I'll say, hey, we're going to go three hard steps on the whistle. And then eventually over time, what we'll do is we'll add more competition into our acceleration drills and station. And what that'll do is honestly, it just forces people to go faster. If you're getting chased, you're going to run a little bit faster. If you're trying to tag someone and chase them down, you're going to move a little bit faster. So we don't start out with those things right away. Like I said, that's in the tail end of our off season after we've done some banded and resisted work and we want to go faster, then we'll start putting those things in. In terms of volume, what it'll look like. If we're doing an acceleration station, it's somewhere between 100 to 250 yards of volume. Um, that's just what I've done in the past two years here. Uh, I took a look at what we did in 2022 offseason and kind of made some tweaks and adjustments based on some GPS data we got this year. And, you know, we started closer to about 100 and 120. And at our highest point, you know, the most volume we did, we worked up to about 250 yards of acceleration. Here are the Winning Edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, be open to new ways of thinking about player development. This is a constantly developing field and there are innovations all the time. Coach Leach mentioned how Tony Holler's thinking on developing athletes changed his own. It's something that has influenced his design of programs to develop better football players. Two, think about general skills that all athletes must develop and transition your work into those now in the next month if you have not already. The body will be better prepared to perform the football-specific skills if the general skills are developed thoroughly. Three, to the best of your ability, understand volume. For Coach Leach and his staff, player tracking devices are tools that help. Fortunately, that type of technology is becoming more affordable, but if you don't have that budget, simply understanding and tracking with a pen and paper or spreadsheet can go a long way in developing smart plans for getting your players ramped up for the Friday night lights. Remember to sign up for your Lawrence First and Gold Premium Pass Bring the staff and save. Check the show notes for the links. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.